Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Everyone has experienced a monumental shift in business, and the world of marketing is no exception. Brands were quick to pivot in order to connect with customers and their new shopping habits. My guest today is Julie Rome, the Chief Marketing and Experience Officer of Party City. Throughout her career, Julie has held leadership positions challenging and transforming the way organizations think about and engage with their customers. From the Chief Storyteller at SAP, reinventing Dodge while CMO at Daimler Chrysler, to transforming marketing as SVP at Walmart. Julie, welcome to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett on C-Suite Radio. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm loving watching the little, the, the text with the C's. This is a fun way to, to see clapping in a virtual world. <laughs> Isn't it cool? We were in, I was, I was doing a program for Australia and all of a sudden I'm doing these things and all these C's start popping up and I'm thinking, what am I doing wrong? And, <laughs> and then someone told me, well, little C's are like polite claps, the golf yeah. claps, and the big C's are like, rah, so it's nice. It's kind of nice. It is so hey, fun to see. It is. So, Julie, I got to ask you, because you you had a major transformation, you know, that took place with you stepping into this job. And then <laughs> I think within 30 days, COVID hits, right? It's pretty close. It was pretty close. Yeah, yeah I started in December, um, early December. So it was like holiday, you know, you're just kind of getting your feet wet. But yeah, I mean, you know, come March, I mean, I, I hadn't even had my laptop. Like they were working on my laptop. I know it was... <laughs> I, I, I'm like high maintenance. I require an Apple because I'm like super high maintenance that way. But it was literally, that was the, that I was had just gotten it. And then the next day we shut down stores, you know, because of the COVID thing. It was, it was a mess, but it's, um, it's been actually really great because the team has had this vision for uh, transformation since I got there. I mean, we have a new, it's a total, the whole thing is a transformation story. We have a brand new CEO and Brad Weston. He started in August. We have a new chief merchant. Um, Sean Thompson, who started in November, I started as CXO in December. Then in February, we got a new CFO. And then, um, gosh, then we got a new um, head of HR. Then we built in a new head of um, IT. And then they gave me the CMO job in the middle of COVID. I mean, so I'm literally, in, in addition to sort of like the world flipping, the company has flipped. And, and I think in a really good way, I, you know, a lot of people, I, I, I know I tend to be a glasses half full kind of girl, but, um, we were, we had this vision all from the get go with the new CEO with Brad to, to move us from being the seller of party goods to the provider of a party experience, because we're so much more than selling this stuff. And, yeah. um, that was, that's of course what hooked me. I'm a big sucker for a transfer transformation project anyway, but COVID really just, sort of laser pointed our focus in such a way that we were like, okay, we had this roadmap. And I think companies do this, right? The bigger the company, the, the more likely you are to, I think, take your time on some things. And COVID is one of those, like, you know, well, it's a pandemic, right? This pandemic, this world shifting, it's truly world shifting, not just from your perspective, from a global perspective. Right. And it just, it focused us in and we were like, look, we can survive or we can thrive. And yeah. we, I, you know, I think a lot of retailers chose to just survive it. And we, we said, look, we got nothing to lose. Um, 
let's, let's thrive. And so we, we went, we stood up curbside. I reached out to Hertz. Um, and I know, you know, they filed for chapter 11. This was just before that. And I was like, look, I've known you from my auto days, a lot of auto in my background, as you know, and, um, how would you guys like to get in the delivery game? And they'd never done it. They had to go to their board, but in eight days we struck a deal and were live from my first phone call to our first delivery with Hertz using their cars and their drivers in market. And so, like I said, it's just what I think people didn't necessarily appreciate about a pandemic um, is that because everybody's in it together, every company was trying to figure out what the hell to do, right? And they were like, uh, and so they're much more willing, companies were much more willing to like let their guard down and not be as precious about whatever they might have been precious about previously. And we're like, yep, we'll get in there with you. And so Hertz was one of those. And was it perfect? 100% no. Was it the right thing to do? 1000% yes. You know, it's interesting to listen to you. I had the CMO of Walgreens on here recently on, the, on my on podcast show. And you, we, he said this, and we both said this, the bigger you are, the harder it is to make these changes. That's one. But everyone's making the changes. I was surprised at what level, I mean, the CEO and the CMO were down to like choosing the sizes of the plexiglass, right? And normally you wouldn't be involved in those decisions, but I get the sense that you guys are down at that level making those kinds of decisions. Is that true? hundred percent. Yeah, totally. And it's, we, this is the great thing. I think, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's funny, you come in at the C-suite, you, you been there lots yourself and no pun intended here, but, um, but you, you come in and it's like, it'll either be very formal and the executives are all a little bit afraid. I mean, people who are listening, they know what I'm talking about. They, they're a little bit afraid. You don't want to kind of step out because it's sort of a game. And the beautiful thing about this group of executives, I think probably because more than half of us were all brand new All new is that we were all just looking at, we're like, we're all in it to win it hundred percent. We were working together. We love one another. Like, you know, it's just like, let's just do it. There's no pride of ownership. We all have a stock price that is not good and we've got nothing to do. There's no place to go, but up. And so let's just see how high we can go. And look, we were, we were skimming the bottom for a while, but we have pumped this thing back up. We've got like, we've just got a huge amount of, um, of just passion for what this business can be. And oh, it, it, this your passion's, your passion's coming through. You, you can see the passion <laughs> coming through, which is good. We, we put the quarter in and we get to see you full, full board. <laughs> I love that. You know, but there's another thing that's, that's hitting me that I don't want people to miss. So many times everybody thinks in big companies, the C-suite's always getting together and we're always meeting and we're always face to face. Not only are you guys not face to face, you're all new. Is that a, is that awkward? Is that weird? Is it, I got to imagine you guys don't give a shit and it's just good. It's working great and everything's okay. It's not a big thing. But you know, even when I was at Kodak, I might see the CEO once a month, maybe once a month. We probably talk two to four times in a month. That would be the most we'd ever talk. It's um, I think it's it, you know, it's cult. It's all culture, right? Culture's yeah. cult. Um, and Brad is a super, our CEO, Brad Weston, he's a super casual, very humble, you know, servant leader kind of guy. And so we, look, I'm big on texting. I want to text my, my teammates and, you know, my team. So I'm big on like quick messages here rather than always doing the formal emails and, and meetings, you know, God, God help me if I have one more meeting on my calendar. But, um, but Brad's the same way. And so I can yeah. text him at any moment. He's like, anytime, 24-7 week. If it's something, I'll text him. He texts me. So 
it's building this, and I think text, because it's an informal medium, you know, you're not trying to write as if you're presenting to, you know, your Harvard business review. It's, it's very informal. And I think that builds a level of, um, personal trust and, and comfort with one another. And then we do actually, now we're probably more face-to-face to your point than we were even before. We have, in fact, yesterday, you know, we have every Monday, we have a three or four hour meeting with all of us on, um, we use Microsoft Teams inside of Party City and we go through everything and then, you know, the whole business. And then at the end of the week, because we're, most people don't know that Party City is actually an enterprise. We make, we manufacture 80% of what we sell and about 40 to 60% of what you can find in any other party aisle and any other um, retailer we make as well. And so we've got a big global company that's made up of, you know, manufacturing and product development. And so every Friday, we get that whole executive ELT together and we go through the business there. So we spend more time now. And by the way, pre-COVID, to your point, we got together as an ELT for the enterprise-wide. I think we were were getting to once a month. We do it it once a week now, but in the heat of COVID, by the way, we did it every day. Daily, yeah. Yeah, see, same thing. I, I, and I've been pushing the teams and, and we're doing that with our communities. And everybody else said, why are you doing this, Jeff? Why are you doing? I said, let me tell you, this is what you need to do. Touch base, touch base, touch base, engage, engage, engage. Now you said culture, you said cult. Okay. I'm going to take you back 10 years ago. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You, I remember you stepped into Walmart and you told me the first thing you did. Yeah. Yeah was paint your office chartreuse. When I know, I know in Walmart, everything is gray. And they, they force you in these little rooms. They force you into these little uh, bargaining rooms. They're gray. They're plain. It's plain Jane. Offices are plain Jane. And you painted your office chartreuse. How how did that personally. go over? Yeah, yeah personally. It. By the way, uh, yeah. after hours, I came in with paint and I did it myself. Yeah. So it wasn't yeah. like I didn't, you know, it wasn't prima donna. Yeah. I did it myself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Which I think is cool. But how'd that go? I, you know, look, at the end of the day, the whole Walmart experience for me, to your point, it was a lesson in culture. And I have gone, you know, look, it was 15 years ago now. And I have, I have spoken many times on, I think, my lessons learned from that experience, which is that culture eats strategy for lunch. That, you know, I think if you think about anybody who is great at what they do, that's great. But if you put them in an environment that is sort of the antithesis to who they are as a person, it's, you know, it's, it doesn't matter how great you are, what you do, because there is no I in team. We don't, there's, you can be amazing. Even Michael Jordan. I mean, like, look, we've all been watching last dance because it's COVID. Even Michael Jordan needed Scottie Pippen right? He needed yep. Dennis Rodman. He needed, he needed, look, he could by force of will get the game close, but to win with the, the level that they did, he needs, he, he needed a team. And that is true for, for, for us as well as executives and as leaders of organizations. And I think that that was my, that was my personal failing is that the, the team there for me wasn't one that was one that was of my culture. And so yeah. you were, you know, you can use the painting of my office as a, a symbolic microcosm of a bigger macro issue, which is culture. You know, I think some people liked it and I think some people felt violated by it. You know, it was, and the fact is, is that they have a culture that works really well. I mean, 
Wow, they, look, like they're, they're super successful. successful. Right? Like I yeah. like what's the don't break it if it's you know don't try to fix what's not broken. And at the right. end of the day, that I wasn't right for them, and they didn't need me. Frankly, but that, you know, it's an interesting thing, though, too. I think that's a good realization and we'll move on from this point. But I, it, it's about that culture. It's about that because and I said this, they hired you to do that. Yet when yeah. you did that, they said, no. Oh, my God, what are you doing? So some people aren't ready for the change that they want. And change I think is that's hard. Important. Yeah. yeah change, but but at the same time, I and I bring this up. Somebody's going to ask me, why, why did you bring this up? Well, here's why. Look at the way in which she deals with this, that, that issue, that culture. And then I listen to your exuberance around Party City. It's a party. And it's, <laughs> it's a totally different kind of experience. And when you make that mix as, an, as, as not only just an adult, but you make that mix as an experienced exec and you find others like you, Look at the magic. I got a sense that you feel there's going to be huge magic coming out of this thing, even in the midst oh of all this bullshit, all this virus, oh all this crisis. I have a feeling that you've never been more excited in your life about an opportunity. Ne never, ever been more excited about it. this. Look, as I say, I don't know how many people get to look at their daily calendar and you can be upset and look through it. And it's like, there's not a break. I don't know when I'm going to pee, you know, sorry to be vulgar, but like we all have bio yep. breaks. I don't know when this is going to happen in here, but you know what? I don't care because all of my meetings are about balloons or birthday or graduation. <laughs> Yeah. Like, dude, sign me up. I'm ready. Yeah. Like, let's talk about balloons. I'm excited yeah. about that, you know? And the customer experience, even the things that I do, the marketing and the customer experience, everything I do is about our mission as a company, which is to help people create joy by making it easy to create unforgettable memories. Uh, my, I'm in the business of creating joy. I mean, yeah. in a world that we live in, there are very few companies, and there are some others, but there are very few companies that get to have a job who I have to come in every day and think about how I can make somebody happy. Done. You know, some, I, well, I, you know, I, so that's what I loved about Kodak, too. I was in the job of making memories, and, sure. and we forgot that. You know, we, were, we became a film business rather than a memory business, and that was, that was the real thing. You, you get to make parties when there aren't parties, and I like that. But yep. yeah, Sheila Anderson asked this question. I'm going to read it because it's really cool. She's, it's clear that Party City is focused on creating huge, memorable moments and selling the experience. Now, Sheila is the, the queen of ROI, return on imaging. So how do you create memorial moments internally? How do you do that with your team right now? Because a lot of a lot of my team, a lot of everyone's team are kind of a little down sometimes, you know, especially dealing with the blatant racism that's playing out, the downturn in the economy, and you got, you know, COVID. How do you how do you help create these memorable experiences internally? Well, so so if you, if you think about internally, like for our employees, or are you talking about in, how do we do it while for people both. who are locked internally? At like well, I like the locked internally better, but uh, but I'll take both. <laughs> both. Okay, we'll do both. So internally, what's interesting, another one of these sort of scrappy, you know, you, you get laser focused on what's important. So as, a, as the chief experience officer and chief marketing officer, the experience of the customer is paramount. But I think every one of us who's ever been in retail knows that the experience that the customer gets is 100% at the mercy of how our employees deal with our customers. And I don't care if you're buying from us online yeah. or chatting or you show up in a store or at our curbside, the way that our our associates interact with you is going to hundred percent dedicate dictate how your experience goes as a customer. And so we had to figure out how to do more in a COVID environment to create more. And so this is, this goes beyond training, by the way, this isn't like, well, how do we create virtual training? Okay. That's easy. 
how do we create a community? How do we let people know that they're mm-hmm. in it yeah. together? And so there's a few things we did. So one, and you know, look, a lot of companies are like, duh, I did this 20 years ago. Look, I, we were a little behind the times, party city. Okay. So let me just put that out there. So we created an internal Facebook page at the beginning and onset of COVID as a way for us to not only like share information, but we really wanted this to be a two-way communication. I needed to hear from the associates who were out on the front lines for the stores when they were open. And then once we closed those stores for what they were doing when they were home, like, what is it that, um, you know, that they're doing to like get through and get by. And some of the things that that included are, you know, were things like they, they were short on money and there was the whole, like, what is the government doing to help to, to, um, you know, support people's unemployment. And we had that as well. And that's great. But we also knew that that's not going to be enough for everybody and might not also pertain to everybody because we furloughed a lot of people, but we didn't, and and didn't lay a lot of people off, which is great, you know, and that there's jobs are there to come back to, but it makes it hard sometimes for some of these associates, these frontline associates to make ends meet. So as an executive team, we agreed to take a reduction in our salaries and our pay as did our board. Um, we also then took some money and we put it together in a fund. Again, a lot of companies did this, but for our associates so that they could apply and we could actually give back to our associates for those who were in need and those kinds of things. So one, what are we doing that goes above and beyond that really lets, lets the associate know that, that people do matter. In fact, it's one of our four pillars, customer first, people matter, it can be done and celebrate. Those are our four pillars. Um, and so the people matter piece is, is important. They have to know, but then on the PCHI, we, the, you know, party city holdings, Inc. Um, Facebook page, our private page is not only to share that, but then to let them share stories with one another. And now that our stores have reopened, and by the way, we've got all but four of our 750 some stores back open. Woohoo! Thank God. Yeah, um, good for you. They're still using it. They're still using it. And they're so excited. And they're leaning on one another. It's not a top down. It's a peer to peer tool. Yeah. Which is cool. Joey, what do you do when you get negative stuff? Do you get negative stuff? Like, oh, Hey, yeah. you, 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 you SOBs, you laid me off or whatever. What do you do when you get negative stuff? You do. And you know what a great example is of, of a lot of controversy and negative. So we, we do get those. And by the way, we will, the simple answer to that is we've got people monitoring it 24 seven and we will, we will ask them if we can call them personally and we will have like HR if it's that kind of issue or pay issue yeah. or whatever. And we will call and, and deal with them one-on-one to help them. But bigger issues. So we, you know, obviously we're just in the throes of this, this big black lives matter. And this, mm-hmm. I think this, this realization of what, we have to do as a society to, to get better um, and, and being educated about the issues of quality and racism in our world. And so when these, this was blowing up and, you know, we had stores that were affected by some of the, the looting and the rioting and, um, you know, you had some associates who were scared and, and then you had some associates who didn't understand. And then you had some associates who wanted Party City to come out and, and say this or to say that. And so you know, to your point about what do you do? We, we actually use it as an education. <laughs> um, yeah. There's nobody who's going to teach us, you know, you like you sit in the ivory tower, not that any of us are in ivory towers right now, but you, you sit in this ivory tower and, and to think that you have an understanding of what's happening is crazy. So using the, the platform to hear from them about what was important, actually, I'm kind of pivoting on you to this sort of Black Lives Matter and, and this diversity right. issue. It moved us to a very unique place 
where we started to put messages out with Brad. So we kind of helped Brad craft some messages and put some, some messages out on a bevy of things. But in this one situation about our, our, um, our point of view on the Black Lives Matter uh, movement, and we had an associate um, from one of our stores in California she sent Brad, um, our CEO, a video, and it was a it was a music video that had been kind of redone with with a, a, a popular song, and then she finished it with like a thirty to forty five second solo cameo where she spoke about what this meant to her in the most positive, uplifting way, and what that led to. By the way, it, you know everything's one long day in this. <laughs> Like, I was like, when was that? It feels like forever ago. It was probably 10 days ago. Um, yeah. But she, she sent it to Brad. Brad was so moved by it. Uh, Brad called her, our head of HR called her. As a result, we had, we had already had a town hall planned for the following week. It happened last week. She became a feature component. We built a diversity action committee um, with her as sort of our lead for it. So we've wow. elevated her role. We now have members of all different, um, you know, diversity backgrounds. So whether it's it's race and and creed or you know sexual preference. So we have this. We have now, and again, we didn't we didn't want to go out and say that we were doing more than we could do. We wanted actions to be in front of words because I think a lot of companies were putting words in front of action. Right. And so we didn't do a lot of like you know big posting of things, but we did go out big with here's what we're going to do. We've got a committee and it's set up and here it is. And then now if you go to our website, if you go to partycity.com, the retail website at the very top, um, you'll see a, there's a little moniker. It used to be our COVID, um, like learn more. And now it's our, we stand together, learn more. And if you click it, it takes us to a page and we've created a new logo. Um, the background, it's, it's all different, um, colored forearms, you know, kind of interlocked like this in a circle. Yeah. And, um, and then the background right now is it was, it's, it's flipping between sort of the pride flag. And then it was, um, the colors that were Juneteenth colors. It was, we get to 4th of July, it'll go to that. We get to create. So it's, but it's always about these, these multicolored human arms interlocking in a circle with the background of what's happening. And so it could be based on, like I said, ethnicity or race, or it could be yeah, the season, which is the whatever core, joins us. The, but that's the core of what you do. I mean, you're throwing a party and you, and, right. and if, if, you, if you can't have joy, if you can't have hope, if you can't have humanity, what the hell you can't have a party. You can't, you gotta, like, we're about joy. So we don't want to go down because you can go a lot of different places to your point, but we wanted yeah. to go hard at like, we're in this together and this is a beautiful thing. Let's celebrate our togetherness. It doesn't matter what we look like. Well, I think there's two cool things that just came out of this discussion that right at the end, which I really like, and I want everybody to listen real hard because Julie's done this in her career numerous times of reinventing yourself, but taking that change and driving change for a reason. So teams, by the way, as you go through this Black Lives Matter, you want to make a mistake, I tell you, just put out a statement and don't put some action behind it because a lot of companies are going down because of it. I mean, it's taking their stock prices down and it's going to be a problem. So take action. That's number one. And if you need a statement like that, come to us. We'll share our, at least our statement. I think we've done a good job of helping companies and giving them a little air cover to say, this is what you got to do. But the other things you came out with that I really like, transparency, that's pretty cool. And then I love that you said community. We're building community, 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 community. And that's a big thing for all of us in the future. Okay, Ro, uh, 
we got to take it out to questions because I know there's going to be a ton of them from everybody. Uh, Julie, thank you. And uh, well, I'll jump in here with everything as well, but I just love you and I appreciate it. And I respect you so doggone much. Oh, Jeffrey, you're my, one of my favorites, right? We go way, 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 way back. So, you know, yeah. all my love to you. And I also do have a podcast, but you know, yeah. it's one of those, That's right. the conversational, the background stories, the holy shit moments. You got it. Yeah. Everybody, like, you know, right? Roe Ro, Ro will make you laugh, cry and everything. You made me cry on my last podcast with you because you, you <laughs> asked some question. It was so deep, but it was, it took me back to when I was a kid and I was like, oh my God. God, I can't believe I'm going to talk about this. But your high school so, football coach, I remember. All right, I got to well. stop crying. I have to yeah. stop crying right now. <laughs> all right, bro, let's ask a question. Unmute yourself and let's ask a question. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. C-Suite Radio. I really enjoyed you, Julie. Really good. My takeaway was that you were trying to come up with this statement for Brad. And in the midst of that, this heartfelt sentiment came and it just turned everything around. Amazing how we can appeal to the heart. Because that's what our customers want us to do, too. Julie, that was brilliant Brilliant stuff. Okay, question. Questions, questions. This one is from Vera Anderson. She says, Julie, what is your favorite virtual party experience to date? And where would Party City play in this space? (laughs) Well, it's personal. So thank you for the question. It's personal. I have a... 18-year-old son who just graduated high school. Did you see my post, Jeffrey? He graduated yep. high school. And so last, I think it was last week or maybe it was a week before, he they had their um, parade, right? Sort of was like the wah-wah, you know, like got to have a parade. The parade was the most fun. And, you know, thank God I'm here at Party City because now I like knew what to do. I, I consider myself fairly creative, but I, I'm not sure I would have been as creative if I hadn't worked here. So I, I wish I was like one of those like real TV things and I could pop up my photos here. But um, if you go to my Facebook page and you like to, you'll see them. But I had my, I've got a blue Jeep Wrangler, bright blue, electric blue Jeep Wrangler. We took all the doors off and then I got these Party City balloons in gold. It said, yay. I tied it to the front grill. I did the giant 2020 balloons and I tied them to the side of the vehicle in our driveway, I had the personalized signs with my kid and he's got a friend who's staying and kind of living with us for a few weeks. She graduated too, because her parents were moving. So, um, we then posted in our planters, I had 2020 balloons draping our driveway. So you couldn't go through it. It was hysterical. We had the best parade driving through the community and support the, the actual like graduation on stage, then leaving. And the, it looked like an election, you know, like when you go to those election places and they've got like a thousand signs of every candidate, it was like that, but it was every graduate, like 450. It was the most exciting virtual parade. And we, what I did is I took video of the whole way and my parents who are down in Texas 
we were able to bring them along with us on it. Um, so I, I personally love that, but I know that people who've had birthdays, we've created a how to virtual party because a lot of people, it's like you say virtual, but they don't know how the hell to do it. Like, it's like, what do I do? And so like we created special kits so that you can have all of your birthday stuff come to your house. And then there's like the little favor bags and you can drop them off in all the driveways of your guests. And then it says like when to go on whatever, like a zoom or whatever platform and you're there. And then we have all these free like games, interactive games. So it feels like you're actually at the party still. So you've got all your stuff and you got the games and you're interacting and having fun. So I, th- those have been super popular. And now we're doing, cause summer camps are being canceled. We've got these summer, um, like backyard camp kits that we're selling and how to for kids and families. So outdoors and then also on rainy days. So I think, and we, in fact, it's so funny. We're having a board meeting in a week and we were just talking about how to share what we've learned from our customer insights. And I think it's that this virtual, this idea of these virtual parties or these parades were very much because people want, they still have birthdays. They still have anniversaries. People still want to celebrate, even if it's COVID, like it still is this happening. And we were innovative and creative as a people. And so these things took a life of their own, but I don't think they go away. I think what happens is they augment in the future. I guarantee graduations next year, the kids of 2021 that saw what happened to the kids of 2020, they're going to want this stuff and the other stuff, the old stuff, right? They're going to want it all. And they should. Like, why not? Like, you know, hey, the bigger well, the Julie, you're, you're, hey, Julie, you're, <laughs> you're absolutely right. I think with the, you know, C-Suite Network, we've always been about in-face networking, you know, in your face, in your face, you know, everybody, everybody wants to get together and have that. But I think we're going to have a mix going forward. I think I this virtual has turned out so great, so good that we're doing big events like this virtually and we're having hundreds or thousands of people show up, you know, online because we're live casting right now on LinkedIn and Facebook. So yeah. it's just, it's fantastic. Next question, Lemonade, bro. baby. I have, Lemonade. I have a question Lemonade, if I can yeah. jump I, in. Question. That's right. Here's a question for Julie. This is one, this one is from Tyler Hazlett. He says over 2 million people search Party City online each month. What is your digital marketing strategy? How much of that search volume is driven intentionally by SEO, content marketing, or other tactics versus organic search? And one last question, how are you staying digitally relevant in a retail world where others are struggling? Whoa. That Tyler Hazlett kid, man. He, he's, he's a smart. good kid. It runs he's, in the family, gotta, man. You can't say kid. You can't say kid. He's running a multi-million dollar operation. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, I know. It's it's hard not to call him kid just because that makes that means that I'm old and, and you're old too. Okay. So anyway, um, we'll go past that. Thank you, Tyler, for the question. Yes. Um, actually one of the one of the big big opportunities for us at Party City is our online shopping experience. And for any of you who shopped us, hopefully you've shopped us before and you're shopping us now. I would tell you we're incrementally kid at heart. I see a tail, Tyler. I see a, um, that we're incrementally better, but our customer experience online has much to be desired. I'll just, I'll just straight up tell you, and it's my responsibility. So it's totally on me. Um, we've got a lot to do to move from being, um, what I would call sort of a catalog shopping experience to an aspirational and inspirational experience that's sort of set, uh, um, by occasion and vignette. And so we're, we're making strides and there's a ton of work to do on the back end, but a lot of our digital efforts to get to your question specifically has been focused largely on kind of pulling back what's been happening on our website, all the technologies that we've put into it and sort of dialing back to what is our strategy really? 
and what are our KPIs to know that we're delivering on it? And we've got the typical KPIs that you would expect, but we also have these higher level KPIs. So when I told you that we have a lot to do with, you know, it can be done and it's customer first and people matter and celebrate, well, that's great, but that's an internal speak. How do I know that you as a customer believe that of me? And so we're creating a a customer effort score different than a customer satisfaction index. So customer satisfaction index will tell you, like, was I able to place an order? Did the order arrive? Was it right? That's not the same as asking, was it easy to find what I wanted? Do I trust you to get me the thing and, and to help to like be responsible for this super important event in my life or my family's life or my friend's life? Um, you know, is it, is it something where you were able to actually create joy for me? So these are the questions that we're asking um, ourselves. And so when you look at, when you, when you can set yourself up that way and then you go into your digital strategy it makes it much easier to say yes and no. Because I have find, found, having been in this world a long time now, that the digital strategy is not only super important, but it's also harder every single day because of the myriad, myriad of vendors and technologies. And, and everybody's got awesome stuff and it's great things that can help. But if you put all of this together, all you end up with, with is chaos and a really shitty customer experience. I don't know how else to say it. So it's, it's just not good. And so you have to have these guardrails of what it is we're here to do. And we're in the process right now of cleaning that up and reformulating and resetting. And like I said, it's incremental improvements, but we've got a lot to do there. In the COVID era, we cut our advertising way back because our stores were all closed. So you, you, know, you got to spend commensurate with the revenue. But I will tell you that our revenue online went from like 400,000 previous to COVID to on averaging like 1.2 million a day um, during the COVID era because we worked hard on performance marketing, hard on search, hard on paid. You know, those are the kinds of things that if you do it well, if you make adjustments to the site so that the, the email advertising, the search advertising, and then the experience when they get to the site actually pays off what you promised we're getting better results. Now, again, there's a lot of clunkiness and things that go wrong. And if any of you had to order a whole bunch of balloons, you're going to tell me about it. I already know about it. I'm happy to hear about it. We've got it on the roadmap, but it's, this is a work in progress, but digital is our future. And we have had far too little focus on it, in my opinion, historically. And it is our major focus. Even, even when we talk about, you know, BOPAC, which is our new buy online pickup at curb, uh, we have to have acronyms for everything or SDD, same day delivery. Um, these things, a lot of it originates online. And so your shopping experience online, even if you end up showing up at the store, is extraordinarily important. That might be the only place that we actually interact with you because you come to a curb. So anyway, that's hopefully that gives you a bigger picture of kind of what we're doing and how we're doing it. Hey, Ro, we got another minute or so left. Let's squeeze in one last question if we okay, can. Okay, this one is from Amanda Rin. She says, how would diversity be invited and encouraged while focusing on bringing people in who fit well with the culture? Mm. It's, yeah, it's a, you know, it's a great question. And this, this is one of the, th- I'll give you a couple examples. This is one of the things which I love about this, um, this diversity action committee that we have. So like I told you, we've only had it up for two weeks. They actually helped us derive what we should do for Juneteenth. And by the way, did we have the right kind of merchandise for Juneteenth? I would say no, right? I'll just come up and say no. Um, Did we have the right focus on it? No. Have they helped us now understand what that focus should be? Yes. Are they now? Actually, they have just, in fact, an email came today where they were putting together a um, a merchandising strategy for, and not just, by the way, not just for, you know, um, 
for, for black oriented, you know, um, holidays or for Hispanic oriented holidays or for pride oriented. It wasn't even, it wasn't even about that. It was like, here's what we're missing out in terms of really having what we do and what we sell be in line with who our customers are and who our associates are. I mean, we have a pretty good diverse, um, associate base, but we don't necessarily put that all the way into action and in the experiences we offer and in the merchandise that we sell. And so they are now helping us to do that. And we're, by the way, building out multiple action committees. So there's lots of them. And I think that that's, I'm really excited about it because, you know, as an executive, I will tell you, it's uncomfortable for me sometimes to have to look and be like, you have to make a call on a piece of communication and it's, it's aimed at an audience that doesn't, you know, look like me. And if I don't have somebody trusted who is part of that community, um, I feel pretty uncomfortable making a call. And so I love having these action committees there as as a guide, as an advisor. And, you know, will we always get it right? Probably not. I mean, I don't think anybody does. But do I feel much better knowing that it's not about just hiring an outside agency, which a lot of companies do? We've got diversity and we have people who know our customers and who are part of those communities in volume already employed at Party City. And the fact that we weren't tapping into before was a major miss, but I love that our eyes have been opened and that we are we're, we're leaning in now. We are leaning in and love it. And, um, it's, it's effective, it's efficient. And I think you're going to see some good things from us. Well, I appreciate it. We thank you so much, Julie. What a pleasure to have you. And you know, it's interesting because I, we all make those mistakes about how wide we should go and how deep we should go. And, you know, I give a personal one. The first three days I was in at, at, at Eastman Kodak, I, we put out a video in the video, which went viral was on every national station there was, was about someone talking about the reinvention of Kodak. And the speaker used the word cojones, which is a very derogatory term. I've learned, I've learned, okay? And I turned to the women that were in charge of that, you know, these trusted brand folks for me, right? And said, are you okay with that? Because of what it says, are women gonna be okay with it? And they said, yep, we checked it, everything's okay. Well, we release it, it goes out. And then the calls start coming in and the call came from top. My, my CEO chairman was, was from Spain and he called me up and said, did you release this? And I said, yes, come see me. I go up to see him. He says, do you, did Jeffrey sit down? I said, I'm okay. I'll stand. He goes, sit, please sit down. Okay. And I sit down. This is my third day on the job and um, never been in his office before except for the time in which he interviewed me for the job. And he said, Jeffrey, do you know the meaning of the word cojones? I said, no, but I think I'm about to find out. And he goes, do not get smart with me. You know, whoa, second, second strike. Okay. And then he said, he proceeded to tell me that was the most derogatory term for a man's anatomy that you could use in the Spanish language. And that in the Spanish culture and Hispanic culture, it is, it is a a slur. It is the same as using the, and I'm going to say it, the C word, for a female's anatomy. And I then all the color drained from my face. And he goes, did you check this out before you released this? And of course it went to Wall Street Journal, everything. I mean, it was everywhere. I said, yes, absolutely. I said, uh, the, the group took it to the women's group and made sure it was okay. And we checked it out. He goes, did you check with the Spanish group? Did you check with Hispanics? I go, no, sir. He says, do not make that mistake again. Now get out. 
And so, boom, I was out. And so, again, I think these are these are the things that we're learning. And this, what a great lesson. Everybody give her a big round of applause. Give her big C's, everything. This was awesome. Great thank you so much for that. That thank was a you. wonderful thing. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.